Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of the Shadow Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. One side of the folks, Luke. Hello, folks. All righty, guys, well, we are back. This has been our longest hiatus of the season, so well done so far. I, I, I think so good. We kind of took an early bye week, yeah, we I think, is, is how we're going to put it. <laughs> yeah, scheduling just did not did not work out for us last week, did it? No, it did not, but after that disappointing Eagles game. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, I think because the Eagles game, I mean, we had some hope, right? We had some we hope did, for a lot did. of it. Um, and then a little crushed, but still overall happy with, with the performance. And right after that, we got the we got the Bears, which is always a treat. It is. Yeah, I know. I'm happy that there was no there was no shit talk to me about being you know sad if the Bears lost, but... Not yet. Not, <laughs> I shouldn't have <laughs> brought those demons upon myself. All right, let's start our show as we always do. With I think and I know, I will start us off as always. I appreciate it. I think, I think that what is developing in our backfield is reminiscent of when the Titans drafted Derrick Henry. They had a running back by the name of Deion Lewis. This guy was a Patriot, kind of bounced around a little bit. In his prime, was one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. Yep, and it was was a decent elusive back. You know, not the usual bell cow, but has a nice upside in the passing game. So Derrick Henry in his first couple of years was kind of sitting behind uh, Deion Lewis. And, you know, you'd see sparks of Derrick Henry, but it wouldn't be very consistent. And then eventually they moved on from Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry got, you know, 25, 30 carries a game. And you saw it. You yeah. saw the consistency. You know, the thing with power backs is you always hear they need to get into rhythm. They need to get going. And with Derrick Henry, that really was the case. And now I'm seeing that more out of A.J. Dillon. He's been kind of hit or miss at points this season. I think most of us think that Aaron Jones is the better back still, mm-hmm. at least the more consistent back. So Agreed. it's no surprise that he's getting more carries over Mr. Dillon. However, especially in the game against the Bears, when Aaron Jones was was battling some injuries and he was pretty much done, at least the full second half, A.J. Dillon got nearly all those carries. Mm-hmm. And you could see the confidence build. You can see he's running over people again. You know, earlier in the season, there were some times there was him and another guy and he would go down after a yard, you know, he wouldn't be going through someone and getting four, but you're starting to see old AJ Dillon more. And I think this trend is also pushing us more in the direction that we'll be moving on from Aaron Jones at the end of the season, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Right. And I think we've talked about it before that we got to do something with Aaron Jones this off season. He's either going to get cut or we have to restructure that contract. So I believe his cap hit next year, some like 20 million, which is absurd. Ridiculous for, for a running back especially when you have a good one on the roster, right, in A.J. Dillon. It's so interesting that you bring that up because I think that's a, a fair comparison. And obviously our kind of thunder and lightning duo has not lived up to expectations this year, largely because A.J. Dillon has been far less effective than I think we all expected. And the line, too. But, yeah, Dillon has not had the strong showing we expected after last year. It almost feels like A.J. Dillon requires a better offensive line which you may not necessarily assume right off the bat. For sure, he requires a higher workload to get going. I that, think, that I can say for certain. I think a, a line, a better line as well, because when he gets pressure in the backfield, he's done, right? He's While he's much more nimble than Derrick Henry, he still needs time to get up to speed, kind of get going. Meanwhile, Aaron Jones will kind of juke you out of your socks and then go the other direction, right? Mm-hmm. Frequently gets tackled for a loss trying, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah that's an interesting conundrum we have and 
one that I don't particularly enjoy the the outlook of, right? Because I love we love Aaron Jones, right? We've been calling him UTEP since we drafted him out of UTEP, right? Yes, sir. Yes, we sir. We have and Jamal Williams and the Mays, right? We drafted three running backs that draft. Yeah, I can't remember who the other one was, but he was he was gone very quickly. Very quickly, and then we were left with with Jamal and UTEP, which and is a beautiful combo to have. By amazing, the way. amazing. I don't think we appreciated enough in its prime. We really didn't, especially now that Jamal Williams is killing it and kind of taking over DeAndre Swift there in, in Detroit. But mm-hmm. very interesting, and yeah, I th- I think you could be starting to see what the backfield looks like next year, assuming that Aaron Jones is probably gone, which would break my heart. But A.J. Dillon needs the bigger workload. You're absolutely right. And that's an idea of what the, the backfield looks like next year. Yep. But we would for sure have to add another piece, maybe late in the draft, maybe go to the bargain bin free agency. But we are not starting next year with just A.J. Dillon and Patrick Taylor. No way. I think what really threw a, a wrench in the plans probably was Kylan Hill this year. Yeah, but it sounds like the more reports kind of leak out, he was like cancerous in the locker room. Apparently, oh. after his one seven-yard carry... He was like saying he should get more carries over AJ Dillon. Check yourself. No, son. completely agree. But that kind of back, he very easily, I think we all could envision Aaron Jones leaving. Kylan Hill was similar to Aaron Jones in style and stature. Oh, totally. He would just immediately pick it up and you'd kind of flip the overall carries. Kylan Hill getting a little bit less, AJ Dillon getting a little bit more. And you have the same, same styles in the backfield, right? Same strengths for each ball carrier as you would have with Dillon and, and Jones. So, think that probably threw a little bit of a wrench in the plans um him getting injured last year if he stays healthy i don't know if aaron jones is on this team this year very good point yeah right um but I, yeah 100 i think maybe we take somebody in the draft that has that is that kind of archetype right that kind of runner and there's plenty of them right people That's say running back is the most replaceable position in the nfl i don't disagree we found nope. hill in the seventh round you see guys all the time that are unrestricted or undrafted free agents and even just middle rounds right like damian pierce not the kind of runner we're looking for but like he wanted like the fourth round or something and he now is the texans franchise correct not really saying a whole lot there but still <laughs> but he's a least, positive piece right. for them going forward correct someone to get excited about speaking of something to be excited about you're up oh god okay yeah that's how that so. works we go back and forth so i talk now it's your turn <laughs> I was just, yeah, fair enough. So I think, I think we may be, maybe seeing the last of McHenry's own in a Green Bay uniform, which once again would break my heart because he's in McHenry's own, but he is not looked great, right? And every game, I kind of secretly hope that he's going to have a breakout game, which just keeps not coming, right? And throughout this year, with the lack of wide receiver options we've had at certain points of the year, you were hoping, I know we both were hoping. He'd kind of step up a little bit. And it's yeah, just a good opportunity. It's just not there, right? And physically, he's just not there. Now, I know ACLs can frequently take. It's that second year where people kind of start looking like their normal selves again. But given that he's a free agent after this year, I don't know if we're going to bring him back, right? He hasn't really produced. So Money's going to be tight again, correct. even more tight. Now, maybe that's that's how you get him back. Because he's done nothing this year, he'll co- he could come back on a super cheap deal, maybe. Yeah, right? he hasn't looked great, and like you said, it's after the ACL, so right. our team's really gonna take a flyer on him. So maybe that keeps eh. him cheap. But do we just want to move on? Dra- once again, probably draft a tight end somewhere middle rounds. That's an athletic freak. See what happens. Right, I could see us going down that route, but it makes me sad, man. 
he had a drop against the Bears, I'm pretty sure, because I texted you blaming you for something he did. Yeah, yes, yes, you so did. So he had a drop. That, that's starting to come up now. I think I said to you before the show, I was like, I cannot think of another Packer player who, when they get the ball in their hands, has like a lesser productivity after. Like you look at Yak, like you you see Big Bob catch the ball, and you see the space around him. You think he's going to get like five or ten, and he's just tackled for like one yard. Like he does not possess the ability to separate anymore after the catch. And it's sad because, yeah, he was a great threat in this offense. He was a great story. Maybe even part of me liked a little bit of the whole McHenry zone thing. Oh, you 100% did. Maybe just a little bit. I think the what came to mind when you started talking about that. And we are not there yet. Oh, no. Where is this going? This is a dark place. It is. Little Jimmy Graham-esque. Now... Big Bob doesn't just randomly fall down. That as might much. be one of the meanest things you have ever said about one of your guys, <laughs> comparing know. him to our Jimmy Graham. I know, I know. Maybe he's more like Bears Jimmy Graham. Because Bears Jimmy Graham was better, which doesn't he at least make caught any sense. the ball. Yeah, he would. He just couldn't catch the ball when he was with us. He still didn't do anything after the catch, but at least he caught it. Well, so they'd only throw into him in the red zone. So you know he catches it in the end zone. I, Big Bob could do that. Oh, no, but he I'm saying like, like the Bears would do that. Oh, yeah, oh, Big Bob could now, but we don't seem to target him in the red zone. Probably because he's not getting open because he isn't fast anymore, which is sad. Agreed. So hopefully it comes back. Hopefully he and his speed come back. But, yeah, it's starting to have the realization that is I may not have any owns next year. We're going to have to draft somebody from Illinois. I may run out between him and Dean Lowry. <laughs> I can't wait until your first mock draft for next year, and it's just like six guys out of Illinois. Like, no one who even deserves to be drafted. Luke's just going to reach for all of them. A hundred percent. So get ready for that, guys. It's like cradling in a corner. I need my own. <laughs> Great. Love it. All right. I know that if you pull up the game film, mm-hmm. you're not going to see from the Bears, I should say, from the Bears. You know, after a really tough performance against the Eagles, you are not going to see any missed tackles, any blown assignments, any mistakes of the sort whatsoever for Darnell Savage. Absolutely none. And I don't think that we'll ever be able to say that for the rest of Darnell Savage's time with the Packers. And we've really been able to say that since he's been with us. Would you agree? I think he had like half a year of Pro Bowl play in 2020, so I think that stretch he played very, very well. When was the last time he he had a game where there were no mistakes on tape? The second half of 2020, probably. So a few years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And something that you're picking up on that probably a lot, not a lot of our listeners at home are, Mm. is why was there no bad tape on Darnell Savage against the Bears, Luke? Uh, Because he didn't play. Because he didn't play. (laughs) I'm going to leave my point at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. That means it's my turn again, right? That's yes, how this sir. works. I'm, there you I'm go. still learning. Still learning. You're catching on. I'm proud yeah. of you. <clears throat> I know. And this is something we've talked about before, but I'm going to I'm just going to keep reiterating it because it doesn't get talked about enough. I know this offensive line is in great hands going forward. We're getting to the point where I don't even care so much if Bakhtiari ever becomes great again. Although he did look good before he went out. Um, with the appendectomy. So. Which is just awful luck. Like, that can happen at any point. It's like, all right, kind of, you know, a few weeks with his knee behaving itself, and appendix just shut the bed. Just Correct. time to go. And now he's a dad? Like, like shit is going on in, in his life right now. I think he's just done. I think we should just assume <laughs> that he is not coming back, and Zach Tom is now the future left tackle, and... 
hey, at least we know, right? True. Like, it, but how many NFL players have been more or less forced to retire if that happens due to an appendectomy? I don't think it's just because of the appendectomy. Obviously I think not, it's, but he could easily be out for the, the rest of the year, right? That takes weeks to heal from. Yes, as someone had a core surgery recently myself, yeah. I can tell you. It depends on... It takes a hot minute. You know, exactly how bad was it? Did it burst? All that kind of good stuff, but... Um, Dr. Luke coming in. At least he gets to... Yeah. <laughs> at least he gets to um, spend some time with his kid, right? So that, oh, for that, sure. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, the glass half full on that is, right? I mean, it sucks that Bakhtiari's out, and it sucks that this may be it for him, but we see this offensive line combination. Yep. Nobody being consistent. Rodgers wasn't pressured a whole, whole lot, at least against the Bears. And they're and, terrible up front, but still. And against the Eagles, it was, you know, manageable. Like, it wasn't like Rodgers was being sacked and every they have, play. They have a good pass rush. And they have a very good pass rush. And they just added Linval Joseph and Anamakin Sue, who aren't world beaters anymore, but they can still be dudes. I was still terrified of Anamakin Sue trying to murder one of our linemen, <laughs> but just for yeah. old time's sake. I didn't see any stomping, unfortunately. So, no, should no, we even not. cover that Eagles game? No stomping, That's, no point? I just, I mean, we'll cover it when we get to our now weekly Christian Watson appreciation section of the podcast, but which is just going to continue for the rest of time. Yes, because he's going to score a touchdown forever. But uh, the uh, so. the offensive line, good, because you didn't hear Zach Tom's name, right? Yeah. So he played well. Yash is still playing well at right tackle. Elton's finally coming around. Like his PFF grades have gotten a lot better the last couple of weeks. Can I buzzkill that for a second? You know that Elton's a free agent now, right? Yeah, no, I know, and he's looking good again. At the worst, like, yeah, but the he hasn't best looked and good. worst possible time. He hasn't time. looked good for the entirety of the year, so I think hopefully that helps kind of keep his price down. He's clearly looked much better at guard, right, than tackle. Maybe that helps him keep his price down a little bit. But both him and Yash are, are both free agents. I think Yash is restricted, so I'm sure we'll bring him back. Yash but, won't be a problem. I think it's like a second-round tender or something, yeah, and we'll no just... one's going to pay that. <laughs> no. Nobody. Like, like, I love you, Yash. Like but... we did last year with Big Bob with, like, a second or something. We did the same thing for him. It doesn't matter, but I'm trying to think of what I would tenure Big Bob for this year, like a sixth. I was thinking a sixth. Oh God, that's so sad. It is, but uh, so for anybody that doesn't know, explain what that means. Explain what we just talked about. Oh, it's not ten- something we talk about a ton. So yeah, so when someone's a restricted free agent, like the, you can attach a tender to them. So basically, like if let's just say like with the Packers or the Big Bob last year, so if another team wanted to sign him. Mm-hmm. they would have to give us a second-round pick. Correct. So that's that's a pretty high praise. Mm-hmm. So we love Yash, but no one's going to be taking a second-round pick for Yash. I don't think so, no. So we're, we're pretty safe with that. But yeah. Feel good about it. Now looking back, the McHenry zone was a <laughs> second-round pick. It would have been nice if someone took him last year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, which, which, oh, for which sure. Hurts, which hurts, right? But the offensive line as a whole has looked really good, I think, recently. And they're young. Right at this point now, it, with Bakhtiari out of the lineup, they're all super they're young. Super young, yeah. Which means we could have this core for quite a while, as long as we can retain those two over the offseason, I'll be very excited and very happy for our future in the offensive line. Right, one less thing to worry about. But I'm still a little skeptical. This is it's like the same story from last year. I'm still thinking, what's going to be happening in free agency? Right. There's mm. so much cloudiness. So, yeah, the offensive line, either we're going to be feeling really good or there's going to be two must-drafts early on or big free agents, which, again, I just think we're going to be very hampered with going into next year. I think the offensive line would be fine. I don't want Elgin to leave, obviously, but even with him leaving, I think we'd be okay. If he leaves, Sean Ryan's on drugs. 
<laughs> yeah. If you think they put him back on him real quick. If you think that what's his face is is going to fix our problems. What's his face? Yeah, because I can't even say it. It's like Lord Voldemort. <laughs> you think Royce Newman is going to fix our problems? Then you're on drugs. No, I think we'd be able to fill a guard hole okay enough. W- would you, Royce Newman, or drugs himself? Well, here's the Th- thing. That's, here's that's the who thing. we've put in a guard lately. But here's Luke. the thing. Here's the thing. We also have Rasheed Walker. Oh, we also have Jake Hansen. No, cal- calm down. We also have Rasheed Walker. Who's a tackle? Yeah. And Zach Tom could, in theory, play guard. Is what Touché. I'm going with this. Touche. All right, that's a little outside the box. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you some yeah, and uh, then you have, golf clap. You have Yash and Rasheed Walker and figure out who plays where, whatever. Probably Yash left tackle Rasheed at right. Right? What about Caleb Jones? Don't forget about that man, <laughs> oh, sir. Don't worry. We'll, we'll talk more about him probably next week. Oh, hopefully next week. Hopefully next week. Yes. So I feel pretty good overall, I think, uh, about the offensive line, even if one of the two of them don't come back. And then sort of plug and move. Right. And even if Bakhtiari comes back and Yash doesn't, right, just a random combination, then we're fine because we have Zach Tom. He can go play right tackle, no problem. I feel fine. We're good. They're young. I feel good no matter what the quarterback decision is going forward. I feel good about the offensive line. I feel they're good short-term and long-term, which it's a good position group to have settled. Usually we, when we cover games, you know, we go with our usual offense, defense, yada, yada, yada. But just based off of your uh, your statement, you know, the quarterback situation, you know, we had some developments in the past couple of weeks. We got to see Jordan Love uh, play. I also think that's pretty much the only thing we need to talk about from the Eagles game. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree there. Jordan Love got to play. Aaron goes out with a rib injury, was able to play against the Bears. And then Aaron also had some interesting statements about talking about the development of Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. And compared it to the fact that when he was at Cal, he decided to leave like he could have come back, I think, for his senior year. Yeah, his senior year. And he decided to leave. And then guess who comes to Cal the next year to Sean Jackson? And, and Aaron, uh, Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch. And Aaron was like definitely bummed and, and reflecting on that. Mm-hmm. Seems like he wished that he chose differently. So we got something to talk about in this quarterback room. Well, let's talk about what we saw a little bit from Jordan Love. And then let's talk about the quarterbacks in general. All right. And then we'll move on to our savior that is Christian Watson. Prepare an eye roll because I loved <laughs> what I saw out of Mr. Jordan. Didn't even give me time, man. <laughs> Never. Never, ever. That man. He didn't look like the moment was too big for him. Uh, he looked good. He just came in. We were down by, what, 10? It was very obvious that we could not stop the Eagles defensively. Save our lives. No way. So you're coming in. I mean, Christian Watson's looking good, but it's still the the – Weapons around you are not what you would like, mm-hmm. right? We're still getting guys going. He comes right in. I think he led the field goal drive first. Correct. Field goal drive and then touched on drive. He ended up going six of nine for it was like 150 yards, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was a, it was a good day at the office. I think the big thing with, that I liked what I saw from him is he was very decisive in his reads. Uh, he read the field, so they weren't all just – he didn't just hit the back foot throw at the first read. But he had some throws that were finally what we've been looking for from him. Because I know something we've talked about in the past is, where's this arm? Yeah, where's the laser? We saw it, dude. We saw it. That that shot in cover two to Aaron Jones who dropped it. just going to say that. Like, Aaron Jones, that's a hard catch, obviously, especially for a running back to kind of be twisting around on. But what a throw. I think the reason he didn't catch it is because he wasn't ready for it. Not because Jordan Love threw the ball in a poor spot, but because that ball had so much 
zip on it. Yeah. You often think about arm power, arm strength as like throwing the ball long down the field. But some of Jordan throw some Jordan loves throws this game just so much speed on it, like heaters. Straight and up fastballs. The difference between someone who has that kind of velocity and someone who doesn't, like you said, isn't just like, oh, I can throw the ball 75 yards on the field. Whereas, you know, you get somebody like, we're going to go old school a little bit, Vinny Testaverde or Brad Johnson or something. They're going to throw yeah. like 50 yards and whatever. But Yeah, they're wobblers, 50 or, yards. Or like the Beautiful. Tua, right? The big the big worry about Tua this year is he, w- he wouldn't be able to throw it that deep. Oh, yeah. And he still kind of can't, but it doesn't matter. So, anyways. That shot in cover two, that's a throw a lot of quarterbacks can't make because they don't have the velocity for it not to get picked off by one or the other one. And won't make. Because they don't have the because confidence. Because of that in. chance, yeah. And there was another throw. It was a, kind of like a deep out, right, on the sideline. And it wasn't on the close hash. That's a long throw. And if you don't have heat on that thing, it's getting picked off return for a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers hates throwing that football. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers has the heat for it, but he hates that throw because it gets picked off return for a touchdown. And he threw it confidently, hit hit that back foot, that thing came out, boom, first down. It's like, all right, these are legitimate NFL throws. These are legitimate top half of the league NFL throws. How are you feeling in that game prior to him going in? Man, I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers when I felt. I was like, dude is dying out there. But as a whole, like, what did you? Um, Well, I felt like we were going to lose, right? Didn't have a ton of hope. I felt I'd already kind of resigned myself to the uh, the outcome of the game, but was happy that we had put up the fight and displayed what we had because I thought there were a lot of good signs earlier in that game. But there's, without a doubt, Jordan Love coming in, just start ripping it, gave a little juice. I was going to say, I, I definitely felt some juice again, right? Like, I knew the game was probably, the outcome was going to be doubtful, especially with how the Eagles are moving the ball. But it was like, shit, okay, okay, Jordan, I see you, I see you. Keep ripping it. Keep going, keep going right at him. Like an old veteran who isn't scared. Right. He was attacking the defense, which I love. If we could get that onside kickback. Mm. I mean, it was it was close, man. It it's, was a pretty good kick. It's crazy that we only lost by seven points when, what, Jalen Hurts had 300 yards rushing? <laughs> in the first quarter? But we gave up, what, 100 over, yards rushing over in the first 400 quarter. yards? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. The amount of missed tackles, almost 22 supposedly, but if you just go back and watch the film. It was like every play everybody missed everything. It's not even Madden on Rookie. It's like your little kid brother who's never played a video game before. Like, Correct. You're just like spinning in circles around him. Like You're just playing with your food, which I, I can't think of a time that I've seen a quarterback do that. Oh, wait, Colin Kaepernick. I was going to say, just every We've time we play that. a running quarterback, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was everyone. I mean, Quay Walker did have a nice fumble recovery and had a nice couple stops, but like he got juked out of his shoes a few 100%. times. Darnell Savage... Oof. Wish he didn't play in that game, too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but it, it was everyone. I don't I don't think I can name one person. Maybe Devontae Wyatt, because he didn't play a whole lot, but when he does, he's consistent. He's yeah, we should good. probably flash that guy on the field. I almost had that as, as my, I know. That would have been a good one. I have no idea why Devontae isn't playing more. Because, like, Jerron Reed's not killing it. He had, like, a good game, right? And if, Dean Lowry's not killing it. No. Put him out there. And they're both not going to be on the team next year. Right, so put him out there. Let's Devontae see what Wyatt got. looks good. I was thinking like earlier in the season it could be like like a conditioning thing. But conditioning it, playbook, it's whatever. It's December. You want to say. Yeah, it's December. There's no way he's not in shape by now. He's been around, you know, NFL strength and conditioning and NFL dietitians for how many months? I I do remember hearing about some comment 
about having to learn how to be like a pro's pro type of thing. So who knows what that means? I don't know. That's the only thing I got, though. He seems to embrace, you know, whatever task we give him. Seems to be a supportive teammate. Maybe not behind the scenes. Maybe. I, don't, I don't know. Time will tell, but, but it would be a lot nicer to see more of him, especially with A, you know, he's looked good, and B, if he's really not the guy, it doesn't look like that at that point. We still want him to develop more, but if 100%. for some reason he's really not the guy, then you need to know that going into the offseason mm-hmm. where Swiss cheese becomes this team. Correct. Can you count on him being the starter next to Kenny Clark next year? You need to figure that out. Speaking of Kenny Clark... I really hope that he's okay because there's no injury. There's nothing that we've been told. That we know of. But he had some flashes in the Bears game, like the Eagles game. I thought he looked good in the Bears game, yeah. I didn't I didn't think he played. He has been bullied, and Jason Kelsey is He's great. Is an all time great. But he's also like forty years old now, isn't he? Like I mean he's he makes one heck of a Christmas album. This isn't twenty fifteen anymore, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. but man, I'm relatively sure I'm getting that for Christmas, by the way, and oh, I'm here for it. There you go. It's a solid <laughs> gift. I should put that on my list. I, I just don't know what's happening with Kenny Clark. I just I hope he's okay. I think he – I mean, the only thing I can think of is there's some sort of lingering something that we'll find out about maybe later. I is, hope. Is it just like the lingering being the only Packers defensive lineman for the past 10 years <laughs> and getting triple teamed because you put Tyler Lancaster next to him? Because I'd have some trauma from that for I, sure. Here's the thing, right? Like, he's he's too young to be washed, you think? I don't know. Can you think about, like, the mileage you put on running backs? What about the mileage you put on him getting triple teamed every I think play? About it. He was the starter since, like, day one when he was 20 years old. He's only 27 Yeah, still. but he's had seven years of being the only guy. Correct. Yeah, I, who, I hope that's the not the Who is the best pass rusher he has had? Or just like best okay. big man because pass rusher. Yeah, let's he... do let's do meat man because no, let's ignore Preston and Zadarius in their prime. And like Clay at the end there, and probably Nick Perry at the end too. Yeah. Um. But oh god, that's old. If he crossed over with Nick Perry, I'm trying to think his maybe his rookie year because what he's seven eight years. Did he have Mike Daniels maybe for like the last scraps? Maybe the last year of Mike Daniels, something like that. Yeah. And then Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster. It was like that for what four years? Yeah. 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 Not great. Not great at all. When I was rewatching this Eagles film, it also kind of reminded me of just a different shade of that San Francisco playoff game. Mm. It was mm-hmm. like the guys with the same elusiveness, but I almost feel like I don't know which one is worse because in the San Francisco game, we were just, like, they would just run like stretch left or stretch right and they would just seal the edge really well. And while there was good downfield blocking, like there were still a lot of Packers in positions to make tackles. And they would just get juked or, you know, shimmied yep. around. Like I think that this game was almost worse because of that. It felt like we were in the right spot more so. Just couldn't I make felt. the tackle. Just yeah, couldn't just do it. Every time. Yeah. I did not feel obviously their offensive line did a great job against us, clearly. But I didn't feel like we got absolutely destroyed up front. No, the just guys didn't make tackles. Twenty two. Right. Probably said it earlier. It's absolutely insane. We said last week. That Joe Barry has to be gone at the end of the season, and I'm just going to just double down on that. My God, it was over 400 yards to the Titans. It was over 400 yards to the Eagles, and if the Bears didn't change their game plan halfway through, 
Like you mentioned before the show, it might have been because Fields was hurt. They stopped running the ball, but if they would have just kept running what they ran in the first quarter, they would have had 500 yards of offense. No doubt we would be embarrassed sitting here today. That'd be rough, yeah. That would have been really bad. Mm. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But I don't know if it would have been because we got our boy Christian Watson, who is really fast. He is unreal. I mean, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. We saw it. Obviously, we've seen it now many games in a row, right? Eight touchdowns in four games. Crazy. He's now the guy who's second in the running for, at least according to Vegas, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, which is wild because Olave and Garrett Wilson are phenomenal. And we're killing it for like seven more weeks than he was. Yeah, from like week one, they were both good, right? And like think about just like Christian Watson's look as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. So he has obviously like the week one infamous drops and then right. has a few more in the next few weeks. Did have that one end around yeah. touchdown early, right. but then he goes out for like five weeks. And so that's like, that's the stale memory you have of him is those Correct. drops. And then all of a sudden he comes in Dallas and it's just like, what's up? I'm here. And hasn't dropped off. He's had like a drop or two since he started the streak. But yeah. he, he's Mr. Dependable. We're getting him the ball. Down the field on goes. He's mm-hmm. now making contested catches. He, he's really gained a mastery of the route tree where he's not just some one-trick pony. We're even sending him on crossers. Like, we can do that too. Which is, he's the perfect guy for that. Oh, he is. Because he's fast. That's what the, the touchdown against Philly was. Yeah, just right, a straight just crosser. crosser. Hey, I'm faster than you. I'm just gonna run away. Also, the way like the Jordan Love just like three six like three sixty like no scoped him on the play action. Yeah, just turned and fire all in one motion. I do want to bring that up real quick because that was a great example of. Um, well, I'm not gonna remember the name, but that's you the play. That's the play that Aaron Rodgers hates that Lafleur brought over. Because we've talked about it before, where it's, it's a play you're blind. Oh, you, you yeah, throw yeah, yeah. blind. Because you don't see the defense until you hit the back, the back, <clears throat> your back foot and throw. And he doesn't like that play very much at all. He no, does he it. We run it, but uh, we ran it against the Bears. He does not enjoy it. But Jordan Love, no problem. Boom, right there. And Christian he did Watson, what he was coached to do. You, real fast. You turn, you fire right away. But yeah, once you got it to Christian Watson's hands, I mean, he said it himself. He like turned the corner and, and he knew. And he isn't, like, cocky about it when he talks about it. He's just matter-of-fact. He's like, oh, I, I knew I had the angle. Like, I knew it was over. It, it doesn't really matter what the angle is at this point. Like, that, when he got the end around against the Bears, I literally stood up. Like, I was on the couch, right? I stood up as soon as we handed him the ball. I'm like, that's a touchdown. He's still two yards in the backfield. I'm like, that's, there's no way anybody's Game catching him. <laughs> Game over. Which that play was probably the best play of Samuel Watkins, Watkins' career as a Packer. He had a key block there. He had a key block on the A.J. Dillon one, too. Mm-hmm. So he, he's in there for like five plays, makes two good blocks. But I'll take it. And he immediately knew that was a touchdown as well. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as he, he made the block, he <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got, we got Christian Watson five yards downfield. We're already celebrating because dude is different level fast. The best part of that play... If you remember, you know, the time in the game, I think it was like just around the two minute warning. We were mm-hmm. up by one right around midfield. Right. And they call the play in and Rogers goes to the sideline and he's like, hey, guys, like. If he breaks this open, like do you want him to score like that was the confidence that Aaron had. Right. It's like when this succeeds. Yeah. Like like that was the issue. Do we want him to score? <laughs> Not on an end around score. from like the like midfield to the forty yard line. Yeah, it's like forty six yards, I think. And no one was even close. Like they, no, it was blocked beautifully. 
But the speed of that man, it's it's and we had run that game play a couple times. We had kind of run not the end around, but put him in motion type of thing a couple times <clears throat> earlier, and then really paid off. That was good play calling, and like you said, that speed is just oh my god, so fast, so game changing, and a guy that big to be able to do that ridiculous. And the fact now that he can go up and make some of those contested catches. Because you see guys like you know like Deshaun Jackson, right, who's a straight burner, but he's really not making those 50-50 no. balls. He's too little. Could this be a, just a taller Deshaun Jackson? Well, here's there, there's a couple ways to think about this, right? So you find comparisons. We're about to go off the deep end. Just pay attention, listeners. Ooh, it's going to get interesting here. This is going to be real fun. This is going to be blasphemous. <laughs> but when you think about that, you always called the MVS rant. I was going right? to say, that's a very good comparison here, though. But, but, Randy Moss isn't taking that around forty six yards to the house, right? He's not. He's not. He's not going to do it. He does. He didn't have that skill set really. He was too, too thin, right? Not a super a long strider, kind of like MVS was. Yes, yes, he was. So that's not quite it. Yeah, they're not quick. Christian Watson is not quite as big as Calvin Johnson, right? Not quite. He's close. He's close. But not quite because Calvin needs to was, bulk up. Calvin, but I mean he's still 6'5", 208. That's he's not tiny. I'm talking like Jordan rules from the Pistons bulk up. Like <laughs> I want you to take any hit because Christian Watson. Because Calvin Johnson was like 6'5", 230, 240, like big dude, right? Oh yeah. I really think the he is physically, anyways. Yeah, I mean, dude's like Julio Jones. That's who it feels like he could be. But he's like an inch taller or two. But he's got that kind of like young Julio speed. Let's just make every other corner, especially on the Bears, look like like Ladarius <laughs> Gunter. <laughs> Poor Ladarius, he does not deserve how many times we bring him up. <laughs> That's you the know guy, what I mean. Like, the guy who started as like cornerback six that season <laughs> and then had to be cornerback one by the NFC title game. Like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry, you're it. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> And it went about as well as you'd expect. <laughs> but you, the way Julio would just, like, catch the ball, run away from people, or, like, give a stiff arm, be like, I'm bigger, stronger, faster than, good luck, you can't do anything. Can we just stop for a second and remember the chaos and the comedy of trying to watch us tackle Julio Jones in that game? If you put, mm. like, the comedy reel behind it, yeah. like Ultimate Bloopers, was that worse than Jalen Hurts? It was pretty similar, it honestly. honestly felt very similar. But that's the kind of... That's the kind of guy he could be, right? Like that's that's what we're seeing flashes of. Literally, anytime he gets football, touchdown, right? He has twenty five catches on the season. Seven of them are touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Seventeen of them are first downs. It's it's absolutely wild what he's able to do. And now you see he's also opening up things for other guys underneath. Like Lazard had a pretty good game against the Bears underneath, because Christian Watson is taking that coverage with him. But even outside of 100%, 100%. Take the top off the defense. That's where we're really excited to see Romeo come back probably after the bye, right? Ooh, let me pause you there. Well, I got one more thing about Christian. I got one more thing, okay? Okay, it's kind of connected, but you go first. Right, so 25 catches, 7 touchdowns, 5 rushes, 2 touchdowns. Like, dude just gets touchdowns. Doesn't matter how you get him the ball, he's going to score. Wild. Just that kind of efficiency is not sustainable. I get it, right? But he's already proven, get the man the ball, he will score for you. 
Simple as that. Just a comparison with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Could we be? Like, could this be like Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin? Except, what are you talking except about? Except Christian Watson <laughs> is way better than Deshaun Jackson. But I'm saying that combination was lethal. I'm thinking right, that more. Carried I mean, one of the best Eagles offenses ever. Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy okay. Macklin was a stud. If okay. we, if if Romeo Dubs is as good as Jeremy Macklin, we're set. That dude was a you're, stud. You're not in wrong, Philly. but let's let's shoot a little higher. All right. Wait, I think that that Romeo being Jeremy Macklin would be wonderful. I don't think we've seen enough to, for him. Like that's a generous, it's a generous comparison. I anything. don't disagree, but I'm all in on these two right now. I'm all in. Uh, Romeo's clearly going to become Chris Carter. Okay, so we're going with the Randy. We have the better Randy <laughs> and just Chris Carter. Jordan Love is, well, I'm not going to say he's Dante Culpepper because I hate Dante Culpepper. Is it Randall Cunningham? Or are you going to go like Fran Tarkenton? Where are you going? I think I think we can go, we can go Randall Cunningham. That, yeah, I hate Dante Culpepper. Yeah, no, I hate him. God. I hate him. <laughs> Saw highlights a couple of days ago where he does the whole like arm oh, yep, thing yep, that he's yep. moving like, for a first down. Oh, I hate, hate that it. man. hate it. God, he was the original. Was he the original? Like the first person, the first NFL player that we hated as Packer fans? Yeah, probably. Like him and McNabb, mostly just because they, they kept beating us. Yeah. There's some bad offenses we there had to play. Bad, bad playoff games. Yeah. Oh, wait, some things never change. Freddie Mitchell. Yeah. Freddie Mitchell. Son of a bitch. Yep. Fourth and 26, if those of you who have Correct. forgotten. Correct. How could you? Right. How could you? Anyways, that's that's the combo I'm shooting for at this point. Okay. Time a little, time little unrealistic, but <laughs> I guess it's nice that, you know, we're what? Six and no, five and eight now. The fact that we can still be this positive, that, that's that's a good sign. Well, you always gotta be happy when you beat the Bears. Oh right? yes. Oh yes, we do. And it was great too, because it was a a throwback experience for me, right? I always remember like in high school or junior high, I could always tell especially if it was a Packers-Bears game, but most of the time in general how the Packers were doing based upon the amount of texts that I would mm, get. Mm-hmm. It's probably predicted. If the Packers are winning, I wouldn't hear from anybody. Maybe you Correct. and JP and that'd be it. Uh, but if they were losing, I would get a lot more text messages for it's some reason. how that works, right? I had a couple of coworkers uh, reach out during the game. Talking some smack maybe, in that first maybe half? Maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then I was just like, have, have, you, have you seen this Christian Watson guy? Welcome to the experience. I'm pretty sure I posted it on Facebook. Like, <laughs> welcome to the Christian Watson experience. The season might be bleak, but the future is bright with this young man. Hey, put us out there throwing a Christian Watson. He's still going to get 10 touchdowns in the season, I think. Like, just whatever. Oh, I, easily. Easily. I cannot wait to see him play Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, I revenge think, game. I think he's going to go off. And it's going to be in Lambo, and people are just going to go absolutely like nuts that. for him. Absolutely toast Patrick Peterson again. But circling back to something that we kind of we kind of half talked about, I, we just got too excited about Christian Watson. We did, but we're not the only one. No, who's getting too excited about Christian Watson? And it seems now like it's pretty darn obvious that Aaron is going to try to come back, and I think that he decides what's going to happen here. Like, if he wants to come back because he wants to play with Christian Watson and whatever shows up from Romeo, which is the vibe that we're getting, there's no way that he's like, oh, yeah, guys, I'm coming back. And Gutekunst is like, no, you're not. I fully believe that Aaron has the power to do what he wants in this case. So it looks like it's another year, Aaron. Yeah, I've kind of changed my tune a little bit on this. 
the last couple weeks. Um, because as we talked about before, it's it's Aaron or Jordan Love, right? I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think we pick up Jordan Love's option, given what Goodenkun said about him. Like, we've seen enough to know on that decision. We're going to pick up his fifth-year option, right? Which is a lot of money. But that money doesn't kick in until 2024. Right, that's his fifth year. Mm-hmm. So next year, he's still under a rookie deal, right? So I, what I suspect will actually happen at this point. <clears throat> Aaron returns. Doesn't want to go out like this, right? Especially not when you see some young talent coming up. Don't want to end on this sour note. Come back. Jordan Love last year was rookie deal. Then it's the kind of like, okay, we're done now, Aaron. Are you? Type of deal going into 2024. That's mm-hmm. it. You hope he retires after 2023. You have Jordan Love for one year. At 20 mil, you try to work out a contract extension if you're liking what you're seeing at that point. That's that's what I'm seeing here. That's what I think is going to happen. That's what I want to happen. I vaguely saw a report that if the Packers were going to pick up his fifth-year option, Jordan Love would want to be traded. And if Aaron came back again. Yeah, I saw that too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He seems like a good kid so far, so I feel like he could be a little disappointed, but he wouldn't, you know, go nuclear in the locker room if and he's I, I if think he's kept in Green Bay. At that point, if Green Bay is like, hey kid, one more year. You are the guy, twenty twenty four. We've already talked to Aaron. He knows he's not the starting quarterback in twenty twenty four. I think if they have that kind of conversation with the two of them, everybody seems all right. I think we're gonna be okay. Because I saw the same thing that Jordan Love may want to get traded. Okay, sure. For what? You know, it's kind of the the hard part. That's the place we're in right now, especially with the win with the bear against the Bears, which is a good thing. But we're still in the hunt, right? We're even in all the graphics that say in the hunt. Still, I uh, <laughs> I briefly before the show looked up like playoff scenarios, and there it was like a novel. Like I couldn't, I couldn't trim it down to the point where I could explain it to you guys because honestly I didn't fully understand it. Basically root against the Seahawks, Commanders, and Giants. Yeah. If we, like two of the need... three of them get to eight wins, we're screwed, I think. I think that's what it is. And aren't they all at like seven? Yeah. And don't the Giants I guess the Giants in well, Washington just know, played each if other. Any of them get to nine wins, we're screwed. Because they all have the tiebreakers, I believe. So they, they both need two more wins. Well, apparently, since the Giants in Washington tied, the uh, Washington lost their tiebreaker over us. It seems hard to believe since they would have the tiebreaker over us. We both end up with nine wins. Yeah, but they, they, they lost half a game. I don't know. I listen to people smarter than me. That's fair. Anyways, so basically, root against those three teams is my uh, boiled down version of what we need to have happen. It was nice because after the Bears game, I was feeling so good off that high that I was emotionally invested in the Washington Giants game. And my dad kind of laughed at me. He's like, Devin, we're not making the playoffs. And I'm like, we're fine. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Christian Watson. What do you mean? Just completely in denial. So I'm like trying to look up everyone's you gotta schedule. Go down, you got to go down swinging, guys. I mean, that's... Hell yeah, we do. And we're clearly going to start Aaron Rodgers after the bye, right? That has been put to bed. Let's just, for giggles, let's just go through... The rest of our games? The rest of everyone else's games. And then we can go through ours. This is, this is okay. less painful. All right, so... Okay. The Giants go to Philly, so Hopefully Philly probably wins that. We're rooting for Philly. And then go to the Commanders. So do we root for another tie? 100%, yeah. Okay. and then No they... wins for either of those two teams. Week 16 is at the Vikings. Mm. Hopefully they still have something to play for. 
They should in week 16. Week 17, can the Jeff Saturday Colts give us like an Arizona Cardinals-like win over the Vikings in 2002? Mm. I don't know. Let's go Jeff Saturday. <laughs> and then week 18, they play the Eagles again. Okay. At that point, the Eagles probably have nothing to play for. Unless the Vikings keep winning and kind of push them for that one seed or the Cowboys, right? So you kind of hope the Eagles lose a game and they are not against them. Which they could. I mean, just they, to keep they the, nearly lost to us. They nearly lost to the Colts. Keep those top three fighting for each other, fighting against each other. I like that. Okay. Well, that that's a hard schedule. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not easy for the Giants at all. There's like one team left they should beat. Looking at the Commanders. And you have Daniel Jones, so you can lose to anybody. Indeed, you can. So, like we talked about Commanders-Giants is next week. Uh, Commanders also play the 49ers. Brock okay. Purdy looked pretty good, so I look picked the 49ers good. in that game. Thank you. Mm, Devin's making faces over there. It's got to be a bad team. Browns. I just, I can't. I root, can't root for the Browns. I can't root for the can't Browns. Do can't do, can't it. do it. Won't do it. Unless they knock out Deshaun Watson, then it's a little less painful. If we get the Mr. Brisket back, but it's still, it's still the team that traded for him knowing that he was a sex offender. So I like Jacoby though. I like I'll root I for like Jacoby, but I feel like I can't root for the Browns. I feel like I can't even pick them to Madden anymore, even if it's a completely different but would Jacoby mess with the Browns somehow. How would he mess with the Browns? Like he's a journeyman quarterback. He needs to be looking good in his outings. I maybe just throw some turmoil in that in that locker room. What you think that because everybody you wants think Mr. People Bris- are going to want brisket over Sean Watson? I bet the locker room does currently. Yeah, it would be nice, but I'm going to doubt it. Okay, and yeah. the Commanders play. So we have to give them that one. Okay, Fair Commanders enough. play Dallas on the eighth, and hopefully Dallas still playing for something. Well, they should be. They should still be be in it. Probably we'll see. And the other team, so Giants, Seahawks. Commanders, and Se- oh god, are we got to, to hate Seattle again. I was just getting over that. Yeah, Geno's kind of fun. Yeah, Geno's fun. I feel like it's a. It's a different team. I know Pete Carroll's still there, but like the rest of those guys that hurt us aren't. So there's Correct. there's no real scar tissue. I guess Tyler Lockett, but whatever. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's way better than Baldwin. So, oh god, Doug Baldwin. All right, Doug Baldwin. So we have for the Seahawks. They play Carolina. Mm. Mm, not great. They play San Francisco. Let's okay. go Black Purdy. Play the Chiefs. Chiefs probably get that one. Yep. Oh, I heard this game on a lot of sports talk this week. This is going to be one of the most important games to shape the NFL playoffs on both sides. Okay. January 1st, New Year's Day, the Jets go to Seattle. Oh. That's going to be a big game. And who would have thought that the Geno Smith revenge party would have been such a big game this year? Geno Smith, Mike what? White what for the playoffs. What a game of legends. Mike White, Geno Smith, baby. I love it. I'm really hoping they stick with Mike White because Zach Wilson is just trash. He is. He seems like he's trash as a person and as a player. Yeah, he is locker room cancer. I, I still can't believe. Mormon Johnny Manziel. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. And like the little, uh, whatchamacallit, his sweatband that he has on his mm-hmm. head. Such a little douchebag. I just hate that guy. <laughs> I'm just not even a Jets fan. There's no reason. I'm just like, you look like you're everything I hate in society, Zach Wilson. Correct. And then they finish up. January 8th versus the uh, newly hot Baker-led L.A. Rams. Well, the Rams can keep winning except for when they play us. Yeah, exactly. So let's go to our schedule now. What a segue that is because we play. We play. Baker Mayfield. The Baker Mayfield Rams, yeah. So if you didn't listen to the game Thursday night, the Rams played 
Wild situation, by the way. Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. So Kirk Herbstreet said it probably 78 times during the show mm-hmm. that Baker Mayfield was only on the Rams for two days before he started, <laughs> which days. is completely insane. Well, he didn't start. So Okay, I'm sorry. Since he, you know, he was on two days. John Wofford handed the ball off three times, and then Baker came in. <laughs> and then Baker came in. Yeah, real, real great uh, first series by Mr. Wofford there. Really moving. But, yeah, Baker Mayfield looked really good. A lot of people have he speculated did. that... Since he didn't have a great grasp on the offense, they kept things simpler, and it seems that Baker always does better more on the ad-lib than on the scheduled. Could have been a good spot for him, but you also have Sean McVay, who has said in the past, expressed positive feelings about Baker Mayfield, that he mm-hmm. believes in him. I mean, if you were to pick a spot for Baker to go, you you couldn't have picked a better one than the Rams. Now, granted, Cooper Cup's out. But Sean McVay is going to put you in the best position to succeed. I fully believe that. And especially looking looking forward, right? Matt Stafford seems to have some real injury problems, It's a right? spinal cord injury. Those it, things are a little important. Yeah, he may not be back ever. Ever. Potentially. And then long-term, you're looking at a great spot for Baker, right? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, think about next year. If, if you hold out of Baker, which I would, maybe hold out of Baker, draft somebody if you think Stafford's done. Yep. You still have Cooper Cup. You still have those pieces in offense. I mean, that Rams offense was humming, mm-hmm. especially at the end of that game. They were down, what, 16 to 3, just like Tom mm-hmm. Brady was, because now Baker Mayfield's the new Tom Brady, obviously. I like him better than Tom Brady. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring two touchdowns in under four minutes to, to lead the Rams to a win. But yeah, he, he looked great. Yeah. He did. Seems like his teammates really bought into him. Hopefully, they use their mini buy to complicate the offense a little bit. It would be nice, (laughs) yeah, to get the Baker that we saw last year, who almost beat us. He did. And then he just, you know. He bakered. He bakered. There was like three picks. If he didn't, we'd probably (laughs) lose that game. But that was the game. That was the game that you guys had to cover without me because I had COVID. It was. And I was like, make sure you fucking mention (laughs) I said that Razul would save us. That's true. That was that game. Wow. Because I watched that at work, and like some of my coworkers got to see me actually lose my mind, <laughs> like live about the Packers. It's an experience, folks. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> we should have watch parties sometime. Oh God. Hey, maybe if we uh, if we get a little bit bigger, we'll we'll do some streaming when, watch when parties. We bigger, when we get bigger, for sure. When we get that bigger. That means keep spreading the word, guys. Please and thank you. But yeah, that'll be an interesting game against against the Baker Rams. We got to win, obviously, if we have any hope going forward. We should be able to win. I don't I, know what I Aaron Donald so. was out for that he, game. He was, but he was like questionable or yeah, doubtful. Yeah, so I think so he'll, he'll be back for ours, be back, which is fine. Sure. Just have Elton own him like he has his entire life, and we'll be fine. Let's hope this isn't the one game that Aaron Donald actually shows up and does something. Against us? Yeah, no, we're good. This would not be a good time for We it. don't have Devontae to make fun of Jalen Ramsey anymore, though. But we got our boy. We got so. Christian. Christian Watson is going to make Jalen Ramsey look stupid. You know at least once. You I'm know he's going forward to. to it. Because you know Ramsey's going to be cocky as hell playing him in press, and Christian Watson's going to be like, see ya, boy. I'm fast. I'm fast. <laughs> I'm stupid fast. Oh, I can't wait. All right, so after we beat the Rams. Yeah. Positivity. I love it. Christmas. We... We got the, we, we got go to we go to Miami. That's a terrible time for us to go to Florida. That's, by the that's way, it's going to be awful. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lose that game probably. Yeah, they're really fast. They're really fast, and also they have 
half the 49ers. <laughs> Correct. So this isn't even just like, oh, we're playing a supercharged team. It's also, you know, they, they got that guy that we didn't like to tackle in the playoffs. Yeah. And they got Tyreek, who no one likes to tackle. And they got Mr. Waddle. Who is the, the greatest fine. celebration in the NFL. Uh, yeah, did you see that, credit. That, um, that long touchdown they scored last week? When it was one of the non-fast people. It wasn't one of that trio that scored. And was it like River Craycraft? It was it was somebody, whoever it was. And you just see, and it's a long, long touchdown. You just see Mostert and Waddle and Hill just booking it down the field, chasing them, and they all catch up. And I'm like, good God. That's a lot of like 4-2 speed there. That's a lot. This team is not real. They're a Madden team. 100%. <laughs> and Mike McDaniel, the nerd, is just like, all right. I love him so much. It's like, who's the fastest running back in all of the NFL? We'll take him. Who are the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL? We'll take them, too. Yeah, we'll take that. We're going to take a giant at tight end who's also pretty fast. And uh, that's all we care about. That's literally all that matters. Give the rest of defense. You guys do your thing. And, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go from there. 100% a man team. Mike McDaniel is awesome. He's I hilarious. Yeah. I love him so much. Don't love the whole Tua situation still, but he is pretty funny to listen to. I'll give Correct. him that. Correct. So if we somehow beat the Dolphins, we then just have the Vikings, the revenge game on New Year's Day. January we'll get the 1st. Vikings. I'm confident. It'd be nice. I mean, also, I think we can do it. they could have the division locked up, and we'll see how like, the number one seed plays out, but how they could they have care? little to play for, for sure. And then last game of the season, which I'm still hoping we go to, mm. we, need to we need to do that. That'd be good for the, Jan- good January for the brand. 8th. It'd be good for the brand. It'd be good for us, bro. My birthday is two days before. There's a guilt trip for you. We're going. <laughs> see how I just took that over? Boom. I like, how, I like what you did there. Yeah, Lions? I mean... If we're betting here today, December 10th, I'm saying J-Lo is starting that game. Okay. And that'd be really fun to see. That would be fun to see. Him and all the young pieces. Maybe Devontae Wyatt has a few sacks. I think no matter what, it would be interesting because you have either J-Lo's playing, and we're playing a lot of young guys, or it's potentially a playoff Aaron, game. Aaron Rodgers, one of his last starts. Potentially, I mean, potentially, yeah. But we're, we're to the point at this point. He's, I feel like he's coming back, bro. Like I really don't. see... I do too. But he did that kind of like long, terribly photographed salute thing in Chicago. That was very much felt like a send off type of deal. Like there's still some parts that we're we're to the point where he could retire any any year, and it's gonna be like, yeah, okay, makes sense. It would, but at this point, I would say I'd be I'd be surprised if you I would be too did this I'm, season, I'm especially just with like the that whole... could be. That could also be it, potentially. That could be it. It's going to be one of the two, right? What, that it's either one of his last starts or J-Lo starting? Honestly, I think so, because we'll probably lose by then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, the Rams, I think, is very winnable, but between the Dolphins and the, the Vikings, Vikings, I don't think we... I feel relatively confident we'd split with the Vikings. But that Dolphins game, I just... Man, I don't see it. We don't play in Florida well at all yeah we we don't play when we have to travel to florida or california <laughs> no. as you remember and it's every it's other lot, state we're lot, fine a lot of speed which don't do well with and it's a lot of 40 yeah who's former Rus- 49ers who's rasul covering it just uh, nobody mike is then who is rudy ford covering you want rudy <laughs> ford on Jalen waddle no Keyshawn nixon god i wish we had stokes even though he's playing bad i mean just the really the only guy that's that fast in the defense was stokes yeah stokes would be like in the picture where they would score the touchdown. Correct. You know, he, Correct. Would be, he would be in the frame at Jay least. Jair's getting beat by random schmucks. Like I, He's also making huge plays, but, man, yeah, that's going to be rough. Listen, that pick he had on EQ is nice, but I still feel like as a whole, it was not a net positive game for him against the Bears. He did have no. a nice like tackle for loss, but 
He got beat twice on go balls. Now the Inkeel, the Harry ball, that great throw, great catch. He was right there for it. Okay. It's Nikhil Harry. You're supposed to be one of the best corners in the NFL. I expect better. Out I of thought you. the EQ one was worse. The EQ one was beat. worse, but they both weren't good. No, agreed. But he got straight beat on that one. So, I'd... did you see after the game he called EQ like a scrub or something? Yeah. I was hoping it was kind of friendly. You know, like he knows how was there hate between you two? I don't understand that. Well, maybe there's. That's what I'm saying. I was hoping. It sounds like it probably wasn't. Cause he apologized afterwards. I guess via text DQ. But I was hoping it was kind of like a, you know, they just rib used to rib each other all the time going against each other in practice type of deal you know yeah nope not the case here didn't seem like that was quite quite the case no i would love to hear more about that but it's probably not a story that's going to come out probably not no that's okay all right so we have the rams this week Mm -hmm. anything else you want to touch on more than just baker mayfield in that game baker they they got like nobody on offense that is good hey they got tutu atwell yeah, okay, he's got like seven career receptions or whatever. He's going to burn us 100%. Oh, but. totally. We called it before the show. It's going to be Razul. Easy. Yep. Easy. And then, and then Dollar Store Cooper Cup with Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek, the chronic. Dude, that guy was mossing people. The only, the, reason, the only reason Stafford ever threw to him is because he looked vaguely like Cooper Cup and he just got confused back there. <laughs> yeah, when they were on the field, I was like, why is strategic that part, any? Strategic number choice by Ben Skoranek, though, to be 18, which looks pretty similar to 10. It does. So smart move on his part. He's a smart dude. I should think he's like from the area. Is he? Oh, God. Am I secretly going to root for him I, to be a, a, I, I don't know, someone, a free agent pickup? Oh, it was it was Zach Sanborn. Or not Zach. Uh, was it Jack Sanborn, linebacker for the Bears? Yeah, no, he was from like Zurich. Yeah, except in the uh, Packers Daily, they were like... Oh, he's from Lake Zurchich. Oh, God, no. Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, he's... No, I was thinking... I was excited because he... Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. He went to Northwestern and Notre Dame, and my, my brother-in-law loves Notre Dame. But, hey, he, Local schools. He went to Northwestern. Else. I mean, his, I don't care about Northwestern. His name is point. Bennett William Skoranek. That's a name. Good God. Doesn't want to go by Bennett? Should go by Bennett. Honestly, yeah. sounds cool. That's a lot more dis- distinguished. No, I'm not throwing any shame to the name Ben, but like, there's a lot of Bennett's Bens. better. Bennett, Bennett. I think it would make him like a little better release. Also, better, how better hilarious would it is it that arguably their two top wide receivers are named Cooper and Bennett? Love that. Probably wear a lot of Sperry's. <laughs> probably, talk, probably talk about stocks a lot. Their dads are 100% lawyers or something. Oh, with, without <laughs> a doubt. Should the rest of the show just be like us like looking up Ben Skoranek and profiling him? I, I think this is what happens when the Packers don't make the playoffs, guys. We dig. We usually dig deep to the Packers, so we're just going to hit up any any random player that we can. Correct. We'll have more for you after the game. <laughs> Did you know in second grade, Ben Skoranek? <laughs> Apologies, Bennett Skoranek. Bennett Skoranek, yes. For, please forgive me. All right, man, well, it's been a weird couple of weeks. You know, nice, nice yeah, after the Bears win. That Eagles game was a whole lot of emotions. Yeah. But it, we're setting up for an interesting end of the season, and with how it's gone, I think that's the best thing we could ask for at this point. We still have a little hope, and we got some got some good things to look forward to. For sure. All right, man, it's a pleasure as always. Until next week. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go.